NBA Australia. How are you going? How are you going? It is Thursday, June 30. It's going to be, mate, an auspicious day. Happy birthday to my grandmother, who turns 90, and old mate's grandma, who turns 95. Look, I know they're both big listeners to the show. It's gnarly. My buddy Simon was actually uh, born today as well, 40 years ago. Can't believe they're uh, 50 and 55 years older than him. Makes sense. <laughs> anyway, good times. Let's get into today's show. Pre-agency is going off. Jimmy, pre-agency, that's a good one because it's not free agency yet because it doesn't start till tomorrow. That's right. The finals are done. It's the off-season. Let's go. We've got trades. It's a big trade. Dejunte Murray to Atlanta. It's bigger than people think and not as big as Atlanta would hope is my first thought. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, the Knicks are tampering <laughs> and making more trades. We've got another trade there. Utah have a new coach. It's all going on. So we're going to fly through today's show, uh, set you up for tomorrow. Our uh, late show today as well. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, we've got some Yenars and that'll be it. Uh, no skit even at the end. We'll just uh, fly through today's show because also we've got the Boomers playing tonight. So got to get right around to that. All right, let's get into today's show. In just a second, this is episode 841 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Uh, you better. Better watch out for the sick squid attack. That's what I've got today. Uh, obviously, no show yesterday because it's Wednesday and there's nothing going on. Figured, cool, we'll do a show today. Uh, squid goes off to daycare. Your mate Jimmy's about to go for a run, gets a call from daycare. Yeah, yeah. The wee bloke has just going a bit troppo. <laughs> he's hot, he's cold. I'm like, oh, fuck, he's got a fever. Absolute chaos. So he and I have hung out today. He's feeling a little bit better now. He's just plowing through a bunch of uh, watermelons. So we've got a late show today, and I'm going to fly through this one because, uh, yeah, the boom is playing just a little bit. Uh, but I wanted to get today's show out just because there's so much sort of shit going on that you'll forget about all this as of tomorrow. <laughs> So let's start today's show the way we start every show here in NBA, at NBA Australia with the daily whip around. That's right, it's a whip. Did you get it? Uh, right, all the news you can use. Where do you want to start? Plenty of stuff going on. Should we start with Paddy? Paddy Mills! Paddy Thrills! Uh, didn't pick up his uh, player option for the $6.2 million from the Nets today. Uh, pretty good, so he's a free agent. But this is also one of those things where the Nets can also just bring him back uh, basically at a little bit more money than that, or he can go get more money from another team, considering that uh, we found out some salary cap projections uh, today. And the non-taxpayer mid-level exception is pretty, pretty big, about 10 mil. The uh, taxpayer mid-level exception sits about where Paddy was, a little bit more. Also, Paddy Mills might just have had fucking Jack of Kyrie Irving, <laughs> which seems about right. Uh, but look, he could return to the Nets. It'd be kind of nice because I love that Nets jersey with the Patty Mills uh, fontage. Just very nice. Uh, but either way, look, if he's going to go get his money, best of luck to him on your Patty Mills. The other big news, the DeJunte Murray trade. This is an all-star being traded. This is a big fucking deal. 
gets traded for three firsts. That's right, the 2023 first rounder from Charlotte the Hawks have, as well as the Hawks' own unprotected 2025 and 2027 first rounders and a pick swap in 2026. That's the old uh, burn your own shit down if it doesn't go right Brooklyn package. <laughs> Uh, so Danilo Gallinari also goes off to the Spurs. Uh, the expectation there is that they'll reach a uh, buyout. Gallo in the last year of his deal anyway. So DeJunte Murray, an absolute weapon who is just out here in the last year having been uh, drafted and developed by the Spurs. Now a 25-year-old all-star who just averaged 21, 8, and 9 and led the league in steals, has just been traded. He's an all-defensive player. All-star. He just got traded to Atlanta next to Trey Young. Apparently they're mates. That's awesome. And if you're wondering, Jimmy, what the fuck are the Spurs doing? You wouldn't be the only one. Uh, and the only answer I have for you is, it's tank time. Tank time, baby. We'll get to that a little bit later when we go through some quick ENRs, but... Uh, it's a big trade. It's a really big trade because putting DeJunte next to Trey Young without giving up anything on your current roster, apart from Lenardi, like the fact that it's not even John Collins means that there's probably more moves that Atlanta can make to get even better. And it's one of those things where every time Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, played for the Hawks, uh, you remember that he had some injuries this year, DeJunte goes into that secondary ball handler, co-ball handler sort of position on the Hawks next to Trey, which is just awesome if you're a Hawks fan without giving up much beyond, you know, some draft picks. But, Jimmy, draft picks are pretty valuable. I guess they are. 2025, 2027, there's a reason why the Spurs went, hey, Atlanta, uh, just kick the can down the road a little bit. Uh, we don't want your 2023 and 2025 picks. We want your 2025 and 27 picks. Because you might be shit by then. Just saying. And we've got your pick, fuck it. You know, that kind of vibe. So, this is massive. DeJunte helps him immensely. Put him next to Trey. It's actually a bit of, you know, a semblance of defense in that backcourt for the Hawks. You love to see it. Also means that the Ginger Ninja Kevin might also be on the move. That's a big trade. Atlanta. Spurs. What a bizarre trade. The fact that, like, the Spurs are very clearly going, yep, yeah, cool, we're not that good, so fuck it. We'll sell high on DeJunte. Here we are. We're going the actual burn down now, uh, considering that they spent, what, the last six years sort of treading water, wanting to get better. Ever since Tim Duncan retired, you have the Kawhi trade after that. <laughs> <laughs> and they tried the DeMar Rosen, LaMarcus Aldridge thing. It didn't work. It sucked. It was boring. That was shit. Eh, whatever. And here we are now. They've finally just gone, God, well, might as well sell high on our biggest asset, and that was the Junte. So now they've got three extra firsts. That's great. Good on you. Other news. Let's get through this. Utah have a new head coach. The Yaz, Will Hardy. That's all right, from Boston. Uh, Five-year deal from the Yaz for Will Hardy to become their new head coach. Very highly regarded by most of the Boston fraternity. And, of course, you might remember... Who took over the Utah Jazz just recently? Jimmy, was it trader Danny Ainge? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Did he also then poach one of the uh, you know coaching leading lights of his old team staff? Yes, he did, Jimmy. Well, there you go. 
the cool thing is Boston Celtics fans are pretty chill usually, so they'll take that well. Cool, cool here. Nothing, nothing sus. Nothing sus. Uh, but Will Hardy, look, that's a pretty good hire, I think, for Utah. Will Hardy sort of been sitting there waiting in the wings for a while. Very well regarded. Happy days. Other trades. We got two more big ones to talk about. Big ones, I know, being actual the fact that they were trades. Wizards and the Nuggets. They uh, finalized a deal. Will the Thrill Barton and Monty Morris are off to Washington in exchange for the, the notorious KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and the wee man, Ish Smith. Um, one of those ones where you look at it and go, hang on a second, did the Nuggets just trade for two inferior players? <laughs> and then you, just to get under the luxury tax? Considering that Stan Kroenke just won, what, the fucking Stanley Cup? And he won the uh, Super Bowl. Jesus, what a cheapskate. Uh, but no, then you think about it a little bit more and you're like, wait, KCP is better than Will the Thrill Barton. Like an actual good defender as opposed to a person who's got a reputation as an okay defender. I'll take KCP, thanks. Catch and shoot threes, boom. And the more I thought about this deal, the more I'm like, hang on a second. The Nuggets kept Bones Highland. It felt like uh, it was either Monty or Bones who was going to get thrown into that deal. They kept Bones. As good as Monty Morris was... I'll sacrifice that for KCP. He's a legit fifth dude on a team with the likes of Joker, Jam and Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and Aaron Air Gordon, right? That is a fucking five. A, it's big. B, that's the best team Joker's ever had around him. Joker, Jamal, Jam and Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Air Gordon, KCP. There's a big mix of shooting, defense, everything in there. I love it. That's a good deal for the Nugs in the end. Because initially I'm like, ah, it's a bit fucky. What are you doing? And then I'm like, hang on a second. I kind of love that. <laughs> like Ish Smith, he's perfectly serviceable as your uh, third guard, third, fourth guard, whatever. But uh, good job. And for the Wiz, I mean, they got Monty Morris. They'll be happy with that. Will the Thrill Barton just goes into that uh, morass of Wizards' wings, including Rui Hachimura and uh, Denny Avdija, basically Brad Beal. You've just got a billion of them. So why the fuck not? But either way, I think that's a big win for the Nugs. And the Knicks in Detroit, having had a big old chat the other day, it's like, hey, uh, can we uh, dump Kemba's thing onto you? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, nah, that's all right, bro. Off you go. Uh, they're like, hey, can we dump some more contracts on you guys? <laughs> I love that Detroit just became New York's dumping ground, like it's like the 70s all over again. And this time it's not garbage, it's just contract garbage. This time it's Nerlens Noel and Alec Burke straight into a... Detroit's cap space for a couple of seconds as well. Uh, more salary dumping for the Knicks. This clears up an extra $19 million, which basically bangs into about $30 million plus of uh, cap space uh, for the Knicks now. So my favorite thing is the Knicks and Pistons, right? It's their second trade of this kind of thing. The weird part is the Kemba Walker trade hasn't officially been uh, you know, put through. That'll happen in a bit. Uh, once it goes into the next season sort of thing, when uh, Kemba's contract becomes an expiring. and um, But they're really sort of... The Pistons have now traded Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant for Jalen Duran, Gabrielle Proceda, Alec Burks, Nellis Noel, Kemba Walker, two seconds, and six million bucks in cash. Not a bad deal. <laughs> Good job, Troy Weaver. Detroit smashing it. Right, other news. Jalen Brunson. Oh, jeez, it's the crown jewel of this year's free agency class. Jeez, Jimmy, you've got to speed this up. Yep. Uh, he's now having meetings. I love this. Free agency meetings with the Knicks, the Mavs, his current team, obviously, and the Miami Heat, which is hilarious. Because, hey, 100% is this a way around the world's most obvious case of tampering. 
Yeah, nah. Yes, you better believe it. Oh, they hired his dad. Everybody already knows the dollar terms of the deal. <laughs> and the front office are family friends. He's repped by his dad's old agent, who's now on the staff. Oh, I better take a meeting with Miami and Dallas as well to hide this. Jalen Brunson going to New York. It's going to be three, what is it, four-year, what's your guess, 110 mil? That sounds about right. Four-year, 110 mil. Dallas is going to be like, ah, it's a bit rich for our blood. We'll talk about this later because the Jalen Brunson vibe is hilarious. But other news, Jalen Brunson. Like, it's just funny. The fact that he's having meetings is hilarious to me. Anyway, other news, Rusty Westbrook in one of the great durs of history. You ready? Russell Westbrook has exercised his $47.1 million option to return to the Lakers for next season, the last year in his deal. Really? Rusty opted in to $47 million? Oh, yeah, cranked up. They're great dirs of history. No shit. Uh, James Harden, meanwhile, declining his player option of $47.3 million. Jeez, Jimmy, that's a bit weird. Not really. Uh, keeps... The vibe about uh, essentially it means that the Sixers can build out their roster a little bit easier with him opting out and trying to figure out a way that the Sixers can build around he and Beard and Maxi and co. Uh, and if they slip under that taxpayer threshold, they can use the full $10.5 million of the mid-level exception, right? And... I kind of love this because he will come back. It's probably going to be like a three-year, 100 of million middle ground deal that they sign, right? Harden and the Sixers. That sound about right. Like the Sixers won't want to go too long. Harden will still want a bit of cash to make up that $47 million he's not making next year. Uh, but they're going to pay his buddy, PJ Tucker. Who was cooked, I'm just saying. Um, but Harden, look. The coolest part about this was then the uh, the water carrying that Shams does for everybody in the uh, all the players in the NBA. Uh, the quote was, Harden's sole focus, win a title in Philadelphia next season. So I think he's coming back, fellas. Uh, Harden returned to his workout and on-court regimen much sooner than usual this offseason, pouring his full focus into 2022 and 23 and a championship run. Ah. Oh. So now he's actually paying attention and he's actually serious about his uh, on-court regimen and working out. Fat man who? Feel the clan. That's right. I love it. James Harden went, oh, yeah. So all those years, the last couple where I just like was getting paid 40-odd million bucks to play basketball, rocked up out of shape. Oh, that was me fucking around. Now I'm actually serious. Oh, I want to win a title this year. <laughs> What the fuck were you doing the rest of the time, James? Anyway, Brad Beal, he's declining his player option. Uh, you would too, because you know it's better than $37 million? $43 million. Uh, because with the salary cap going up, it means that a max for Brad Beal starts at $43.3 million in year one. In year five, it would be 57 A total, total, total deal would be $250 million over five years. Boy, that's a lot of moolah, and there is nothing ever funnier than the Wizards paying the annual GDP of a small country for the right to employ a B-level staff. <laughs> it's just classic Wizards. I love it. Mo Bumba. No Mo Bumba. That's right. Orlando. Orlando. Mo. Orlando. Orlando aren't tendering the qualifying offer to Mo Bumba, so he's going to be unrestricted. Jeez, look, he'd look good on the Nets, wouldn't he? All the Bulls. Oh, fuck, he'd be good on the Bulls. Lonnie Walker, 
The Spurs have uh, tended a qualifying offer to him worth 6.3 mil, so he's restricted. You do get the feeling they won't match if someone comes after him. And 6.3 is interesting because obviously the mid-level exception is just a tick above that. So Spurs would have to make a bit of a decision. Lou Dort, the Thunder, they declined the uh, team option. It was only 1.9 mil on Dort, but that makes him a restricted free agent. Basically, it meant that they could negotiate a new deal in free agency. Feels like Dort was always going to come back, wanted a pay rise. They went, all right, we'll decline your team option. We'll uh, sort this out in restricted free agency. Dante DiVincenzo, uh, the Kings declined to give him a qualifying offer, so he's an unrestricted free agent. Love to see that. Uh Taurine, the Red Bull Prince, he's coming back to the Wolves with a two-year, $16 million extension. Kind of love that. And the Wolves also uh, exercise their options for Naz Reed and Jalen Noel, a.k.a. Sublime. Uh, basically, what, they're both under contract for 1.9 mil, so, yeah, that's why you've got team options on contracts, I'm just saying. And Isaiah Hartenstein, hello. Orlando looks like a bit of a uh, leading suitor, apparently, for uh, Isaiah Hartenstein which is pretty good. Makes a bit of sense if they're going to lose Mo Bamba for uh, nothing, and obviously that's what they want to do. Go get Hartenstein. Why not? So with all this in mind, the salary cap, I mentioned this, how the projection is now $123.6 million for next year. It's jumped by 11 mil from last season. Do you reckon that's all because the Warriors were good again? <laughs> I'm just saying. So it means the non-taxpayer mid-level exceptions over almost 10.5 mil the taxpayer mid-level exception is 6.5 mil. The room exception is 5.5. The biennial exception is 4. And it's like the first time ever that the minimum minimum wage is over a million dollars for the NBA. What a world. Uh, so the cap space projections at the moment, not too many people out there actually have any. Obviously, the Knicks, 33-odd mil. Uh, with some of these moves, they can get more as well. The Spurs at 32 the Gallo money coming in. We'll see how that changes things. The Magic about 27. The Pacers around 25. And the Pistons before they re-sign Marvin Bagley at 21. So pretty weird, pretty interesting because there's not a giant amount of names out there at the moment. So tomorrow's going to be chaos, but it'll be like a bunch of uh, non-big name free agents. They try to get as much money as they can on uh, smaller-ish, long-term-ish kind of deals, if you ask me. And uh, the other big news from today was that Miles Bridges. So Charlotte Hornets forward, Miles Bridges, uh, was arrested, not ideal, in LA, uh, for felony domestic violence. So this literally came just after Charlotte and Mitch Kupchak were like, we love Miles, we're going to re-sign him. It's like, oh, okay. This sucks. <laughs> a, it sucks, obviously, for the lady who was involved, more than anything, and uh, just always a shit situation, because fuck that noise. Right, so with all this in mind, the biggest things to keep an eye on, storylines that we talked about on the other on Tuesday's show, Kyrie... Uh, that seems to be sort of put to bed at least for a second. My point is still trade him. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, Phoenix, just sort of sitting there going, well, who's going to pay now, DeAndre? Uh, John Wall, he's off to the Clippers. Miles Bridges, Charlotte didn't want to pay him the max. They probably won't have to now. Uh, Jalen Brunson, Dallas versus New York City. It feels like Brunson to New York City is just done. Uh, Beal's extension decision, that's pretty much going to be done as well because he's already declined the uh, option. Same thing sort of goes for Harden. So the top... Free agents without Kyrie, still Harden, Beal, Aiton, Brunson, Miles Bridges, and Zach Levine, but looks like he's staying in Chicago as well. So think about tomorrow. It's going to be Colin Sexton, Nurk, Dort, TJ Warren, Tyus Jones, Victor Oladipo, Bobby Portis, the Martins, Caleb and uh, Cody. Caleb, Cody, <laughs> Ricky Tiki Tata, Rupi, oh, 
Then he shoot the I am German Rondo. Lonnie Walker. I'm just saying, whoever gets Lonnie Walker will be pretty happy with themselves. Uh, PJ Tucker, Slow Mo Kyle Anderson, Chris Bobby Boucher, Bruce Brown, Jingles, Batum, Alfred Payton, Montrez, if he's not in jail. Lots of things in there. So interesting. Interesting stuff. Uh, let's take a quick break. Be back with some ENRs and sort of cover some of the big questions right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys. This is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some ENRs. They're brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Go get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. You better. NBAAustralia.com slash shop or just click through the uh, links on the socials. All the pretty photos up on the socials. I had to figure all that out myself, you know. Make the shops, figure that all out. But we got there in the end. So uh, help a brother out. As mentioned, we're doing some work on the house. I'm going to move all that shit anyway, so... (laughs) If you could buy it so I don't have to fucking pack her back up, that'd be handy. Go check it out. T-shirts, hoodies, whatever you need, nbastrade.com slash shop. Right, some yeah, nahs. Uh, we'll fly through these. We'll do an unpopular opinion of the day and an Outback Takehouse, and then we'll just uh, get the fuck out of here because the boomers are about to start. So let's do it. Number one, do you like the, the DeJunte Murray trade? Yeah, nah. For the Hawks? Yeah, shit, yes. You legit get a backcourt partner for uh, Trey Young. In exchange for three firsts, cool. Cool. That's the price you're going to pay. DeJunte Murray's an all-star. He's a fucking gun. I, like, because no one watches San Antonio apart, apart from Spurs fans and, like, fucking lunatics like me who watch as much of, like, every team as they possibly can. You're probably like that if you listen to this show, I'm just saying. <laughs> but the Spurs, he is fucking good. DeJunte Murray is good. He's an all-star for a reason. His on-ball attack, his point of attack defense, everything you want in a backcourt partner for someone as, uh, I don't know, Steve-like as Trey Young. Jesus. And if you give up some first, if you're the Hawks, you're like, fine, whatever. Because remember, this is a team that was kind of like, we're trying to build ourselves into like the Warriors, but East. We've got Trey, that's our Steph. We've got Kevin Huerta. That's our clay. Record scratch. No, that's not our clay. DeJunte Murray's our clay. And you're like, oh, yeah, there you go. And I kind of love it. That is just a hell of a backcourt. The thing is, like, they still have moves to make, right? Like, you still look at that Atlanta thing and go, cool, you've got DeJunte Murray. You've got Trey Young. you got DeAndre Hanna. you got Clint Capella. you got John Collins. It's a Tyler Cocktail. you got a Nick Congo. you got Bogdan. Can it be all knitted together? And also, can you sort of coalesce some of those names into one or two other pieces that might help you even a little bit more? Because even like the Nets with Simmons, Kyrie, and KD would be looking at that going, we're good. Same with Boston. Probably same with Chicago. Probably the same easily with Milwaukee, Miami. And so like even with this trade, like Atlanta still be like, ah, shit, how do we not move up the pecking order a little bit? But at the same time, it's a step in the right direction. Because you've still got Huerta. You've still got a bunch of young dudes. You can do a lot of stuff. kind of like it. 
And if you're giving up first, that's just the fucking cost of doing business. No, oh, but it might all fall apart, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? If you've still if you don't have Trey Young <laughs> on this Atlanta team in five years time anyway, like shit just going fucking pear shaped no matter what, right? Uh for the Spurs though, do you like this? Yeah, nah. Not really. But look, as I mentioned, he's a twenty five year old defensive menace who can basically do everything except hit like a kajillion threes in a game. I mean, he's 33% for his career. He was 33% basically last year. But you've developed him. He's still in a contract for two more wildly affordable years. But, like, the Spurs have looked at this team very clearly, right? They've looked at this team. They've looked at this call. They've looked at DeJunte and went, all right, I think we've gotten as far as we can without a legit top-end talent that you get at the top of the draft. We did it with Tim Duncan. (laughs) We tried it. Uh... With Kawhi. <laughs> we tried the free agency route. We tried DeMar and Lamarcus together. And we've, you know, tried developing, you know, DeJunte Murray, extremely late first round pick. We love him. But also, if we just sell high now, who knows what we can do. So this is part of the tank. And I guess that's fine. At the same time, though, why Atlanta? Like, is there something that they know about that Atlanta core, that Atlanta front office, that Atlanta coaching staff? They're like, yeah, they're always going to be trash. So, look, we're going to get some good draft picks out of this because at worst, it feels like Atlanta just have a fairly solid-ish core for like the next four or five years with Trey Young and those young dudes, right? So, I don't know, a bit of a head-scratcher, but obviously the tank is in legitimately. You've got Victor Wimbanyama up next year and the number one pick ostensibly. Some other talent floating around as well. And Jeff McDonald down there in San Antonio reported that Greg Bobovich gave his official blessing to the Murray trade. And while nothing is guaranteed, obviously, he's completely on board with coaching a bunch of kids next season. A team source just told me he's excited like he's back at Pomona Pizza. <laughs> when he was back coaching, uh, was it Div 2? Div 3? Good on him. Um, the thing is, like, the Spurs, like, I felt like with all those young dudes... DeJunte was just wildly important. They might also have just realized, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's not going to stick around after these next two years. So they've sold as high as they possibly could on him, and I'm fine with that. The same time, I would have liked a little bit, at least from a team that didn't already have like an established superstar who feels like he's never going to leave like Trey Young. You know? Surely there's some other team out there you could probably take advantage of. <laughs> Either way, good luck. Good job, Spurs. I just don't like it. But they did sell really high. They got three firsts and a swap. If it all goes pear-shaped for Atlanta, they're going to look like fucking geniuses. You sell high on a 25-year-old defensive menace. But at the same time, isn't that what you try to just have and keep? You try to add to the DeJunte Murray experience? Like, I feel like this was my point, like, last week. It's like, if you go and get DeAndre Ayton, pair him with DeJunte and a couple of half-decent wings around them, like, don't you have, like, a vague iteration of what the Suns have been the last couple of years? Just DeJunte can't hit threes like Chris Paul can? Just saying. Anyway, still, I think, like, the Spurs made out like bandits and getting all those picks. I think the Hawks got better. you got to sacrifice something to get something. So it's kind of like a bit of a win-win, I guess. But DeJunte Murray's fucking good. I don't want to give him up. That's kind of my point. Anyway, next one. Does Harden stick in Philly? Yeah, nah, yeah. I mean, look, 
it might have felt a bit odd that he declined that player option rather than getting an extension, but it does mean that they can... Uh, there's obviously framework there for a three-year, hundred-and-whatever-million-dollar deal that they'll work out. And obviously the declining of the player option clearly means that they can go and spend a tiny bit more. So, I mean, the thing is, who are they bidding against? Like, who out there else wants to go after Harden? Nobody. So... I don't know, Philly could also just be like, yeah, look, you know, James, we sort of talked about this number, but maybe this. <laughs> just saying. But yeah, he sticks in Philly. If you're Philly, like you can't go more than three years guaranteed. Maybe the contract is like four years, 160, 180, but that last year is a team option, right? That'd be my guess. What are your guesses for Harden? Three years, 120? Three years, 150? Four years, 180? I reckon four years, 180, but the team option on year four. That'd be my guess. Does Beal stay in Washington? Yeah, nah, yep. Because, uh, as I said, <laughs> one quarter billion dollars will mean that Brad Beal stays in Washington. That's right, a quarter of a billion. That's how much, Brad, how much of a contract Bradley Beal is going to sign. What a world. Uh, especially with that salary cap rising, it means that, yeah, it clicks over a quarter of a bill, 250.9 mil over five years. Amazing. So, look, Beal will sign that deal. He'll then count down to December 15, ask to be traded, boom. Cash those checks in the meantime. <laughs> Good job. Uh, is Zachy Cakes Adam Levine staying in Chicago? Yeah, nah, yes. And there are 212 million reasons why. That's how much Chicago can pay him. Nobody else can reach that. Zachy Cakes Adam Levine flirted with some other things, then realized that the Lakers couldn't trade Russell Westbrook. Nobody else is going to trade for him. Portland used their uh, space on Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant. And Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine's like, oh, I guess I'm staying in Chicago there. Cha-ching. <laughs> Two more. Is DeAndre Ayton the 3 a.m. Desperado at the end of the night? Yeah, nah, yes. How does DeAndre Ayton feel? Like, fucking four days ago, five days ago, everyone's like, oh, DeAndre Ayton. Heaps of teams are going to be go get him. Now there's, like, no one out there left to really even offer him a max. Dude was the number one pick, like, two years, three, four years ago. <laughs> Good counting, Jimmy. Um... And that's chaos. So you think about, like, the Knicks aren't going to do it, but, I mean, if the Knicks can then go, hey, we've got Jalen Brunson. Hey, DeAndre Ayton, do you want to take a little bit less over a few less years, just a bit of a prove-it deal? What do you reckon? We'll carve out some more space. We've traded Nerlens. We'll uh, get rid of the other Mitch Robinson. You're our guy. What do you think? But it's still like the Knicks, the Spurs, the Magic, the Pacers, the Pistons, and none of them can really sort of hit that. Well, I mean, it'd be funny if the Magic then did it, but <laughs> after letting Mo Bamba walk, maybe they will. They do love getting a big man, and they did get Jabari Smith. So, I don't know. be a fascinating mix. But I think Aiton's kind of like the, you know, the musical chairs have just happened, and he's already, like, before the game has even started, there's not enough chairs and he can't sit down anyway. <laughs> so sucked in, dickhead. Oh, poor DeAndre Aiton. No, oh, Jimmy. Is it really that poor? No. Uh, last one, Matty Owers. It's kicking off, Jimmy. And all of this from the Knicks, including draft craziness, all just for Brunson, who isn't even an all-star. Is it worth it? Yeah, nah. That one from Matty Owers led very nicely, but the one I already had written down. Are people losing their shit over Jalen Brunson, like, on it? Yeah, nah. Is it worth it? <sighs> I love Jalen Brunson. If you listen to this show all the time, talking about Jalen Brunson on the Mavs, love him. The Knicks give up like a bunch of second rounders. They downgrade a first rounder. They give up Nerlens Noel. They give up Alec Burks. They give up Kemba Walker, whatever. Uh, so they can overpay 
a mid-tier starting point guard, 25 million bucks a year, <laughs> who happens to be repped, repped by the son of the team's president. What a world. <sighs> I don't know. Look, Jalen Brunson is awesome. And he's awesome, though, because he's next to Luca. So Jalen Brunson takes the pressure off Luca, vice versa, makes the other team's defense stress that much more, having to worry about Brunson as well as Luca. Brunson running the team by himself. If he's the sole answer to your problems, I'm a little bit more worried. But Jalen Brunson kicks ass. You know? I just don't know if he's like the absolute peak of who you should be paying a fuck ton of money to to go and run your team. Like, he's not big. He's like, what, 6'1"? He's going to turn 26 before the start of next season. He's a young guard. He's a weapon. I love him. Had a 41-point game in the fucking playoffs. He's a weapon. He's good. By himself, though. Oof. Oof. It could be a very classic sort of Knicks thing. But at the same time, he also, the Knicks might look at this roster and go, RJ Barrett, Manuel Quickly, Julius Randle, the other Mitch Robinson, Evan, don't Google me, Fournier. If we can get one piece to stitch this all together properly, we might be fine. Maybe Jalen Brunson is that piece that stitches it all together. Either way, best of luck to you, Knicks. Is it worth it? Look, Jalen Brunson... He's not near his ceiling yet, so maybe it is. He's 25, soon to be 26. He's a good fucking player. I love him. If you're going to roll the dice, it just feels like a bit of an overpay still, doesn't it? It feels very nixy. I'm just saying. Nicks, gonna nicks. Right, two more little things. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Jimmy, you still settled on settled on that trade Kyrie and KD vibe? Yeah, nah, fuck yes. I am. I point to Exhibit A. What the fuck has Kyrie ever done or won without literally the best player of the last 30 years next to him? LeBron. And B, you're going to rely on a 29-year-old part-time small point guard on an NBL schedule and a guy who's going in his 16th year and couldn't get a game from the Celtics' last playoffs. Seriously. I'd be like, fuck it. See you, fellas. It's been good. Uh, but I'd rather have <laughs> Michael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, and whatever package I can get for Kyrie with Ben Simmons. Get younger, get better, get deeper, and away we go. Just saying. Just saying. Outback Takehouse. It's Thursday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, two-for-one blooming onions. That's right, no prick in the stone knows what the fuck these things are. What is it, some sort of flower? Made of onions? Get the fuck out of here, you lunatic fat bastard yanks. Either way, two-for-one of this absolute fucking terrifying horror train of fat bastardry only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is... It's not even that much of a Flame Grill take. I just don't want to pay a third banana first banana money. Seriously, remind me why we should be any way vaguely excited about signing Brad Beal to a quarter of a billion dollar contract. Only at Outback. Seriously, I don't know, man. Like, Brad Beal, you feel like, oh, put him next to a really good guy. He's awesome. It's like, doesn't he just feel like Ray Allen? Put him next to KG. Put him next to Paul Pierce. He can average 19 points a game and be a fucking awesome weapon. Or is he more of a clay and just go, right, put him next to one more weapon, and he can be an amazing backcourt partner. The thing is, he's a shooter who shot 30% from three last year, 35% the year before. 
It hasn't shot above 40% since 2017, which is five years ago using my brain maths. But seriously, like last season, it was great. 31 points a game. The shortened season on a team that went 34 and 38 had him and Rusty Westbrook. And when you got Rusty attacking, he went 48.5% from the floor that season, 35% from three. You get a bit of playmaking. You get a bit of a question mark on defense. Literally hasn't cracked the positive uh, defensive plus minus since 2015. He's got the same defensive win shares as like the Luke's, likes of Luca or Emmanuel Quickly. Do you want to give that guy a quarter of a billion bucks? <laughs> I mean, the Wizards are going to. And Wizards going to whiz. A second banana, first banana money. It's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Just saying. Anyway, that's it. Done for today. Going to go watch the Boomers. Uh, let's go, Boomers. Smash China tonight, and away we go. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, the squid's feeling a bit better, and he uh, sticks to our daycare. If not, we might just have a bit of a uh, scramble show in there some, somewhere uh, to wrap up all the absolute chaos from free agency. Because uh, then I'm going to the Boomers Japan game tomorrow. So if you're out for a beer, keep an eye out for me. I'll be uh, hanging out. Might actually tweet out some, or at least post some uh, dates on where we're going to go. Meet up beforehand for a quick brew. What do you reckon? Noise. Uh, either way, free agency tomorrow. Going to be chaos. Cannot wait. It's always just fucking fun. <laughs> the notifications on your phone just get a workout tomorrow, don't they? Can't wait to sort of try to straighten it all out for you tomorrow. Right. Follow NBA Australia on Twitter, Face EIG, all over the socials. NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Gaz has upgraded his gear. He's excited. NFL Australia is going to be absolutely bomb burning this year. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia. That's over on YouTube. NBA Australia.com slash get your merch. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. A big thanks go to From Oslo. The intro and outro song. They rule. Love them. Uh, and also to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated Gold Mines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Shadow, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp. Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. And that is it. Uh, no skip for today. Just because we're going to get the fuck out here and go watch the boomers. So, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. Strap in. Free agency is always going to be awesome. But also, it's a bit underwhelming, isn't it? When Jalen Brunson, who's already decided he wants to go get paid a shit ton of money by the Knicks, is like the biggest thing that's probably going to happen. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> we're going to work ourselves into a lather. And it's going to be all... We're going to turn around and just go, all right, so the biggest name to do anything was Jalen Brunson. Radical. All right. Anyway, I'll talk to you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia say, look after yourselves, would you? Go Boomers! And... Little Hosanna!